With the inception and traction that blockchain and crypto has gathered, the world is possibly on the verge of the largest evolution since the mainstream of the internet. Given the fluidity and dynamic nature of this technology, business leaders, enthusiasts, and veterans all need to band together to navigate the current and upcoming storms. Participants in Web 3.0 want a trusted resource that gives them pertinent information about projects, tokens, technology, and businesses. We are business people talking the business of crypto. We are YWales. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Y Whales, wherever you are. It is, uh, I think Bitcoin just took a dump today at, uh, by about two grand. So I think we're sitting right around 37 last I looked. Um, and it is, uh, what, what is month is this? January or just February 2nd? Um, to kind of help phrase, and we're doing this a little bit more to help phrase, uh, you know, when and where we are in the world with the projects that are launching. Uh, as another disclosure, I have not invested in this project uh, as of yet, but we will absolutely wait and see and, and hold any uh, hold any opinions until after the interview is fully done. But I want to go ahead and start off. Um, we have a three panel member this time, so I am certainly outnumbered. Uh, let's go ahead and, and start with Dan. Um, Dan, so talk to me about kind of who you are, um, how you got into the Web3 crypto game um, and, and, you know, what's what's kind of kept your attention over the time? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you, Jay. And again, I really appreciate you uh, you having us on here. Uh, excited. Uh, this is my first podcast, by the way, so I don't know if that dates my, me too. anyway, but uh, I'm excited to be here and hopefully uh, we get through it okay. Uh, so my name is Dan Goikman. Uh, I've been an, uh, uh, an entrepreneur uh, really at the intersection of kind of emerging media, monetization, and distribution. For the last uh, 15, 16 years, um, most of that time, actually, with uh, my partner, Chris, who joins us, uh, who's joining us as well here today, and you'll hear from him in a second. Um, you know, how we got here today is a little bit of a, a long and windy road, but um, our kind of, you know, first real entrepreneurial venture together uh, was back in 2007, 2008, a uh, company called Mojiva, which was a pioneering kind of mobile ad tech company in the first wave. We got very fortunate to have started it. Uh, just before they announced the uh, the first iPhone in 2008, so our first pitch deck for that company was a picture of a old Sony phone with a really ugly TGI Fridays banner on it, <laughs> thinking that mobile advertising was going to be a thing that that materialized. Uh, we had no idea what it was going to be at the time, just that we felt it was going to be big, and uh, we were fortunate to have built that business over the years into something that was pretty scalable and raised venture capital and, and ultimately sold in, in 2014 uh, to a company called Pubmatic, uh, which was just an incredible uh, run and ride. Um, and from there on, kind of, you know, we could, we've continued to work together. Uh, my background has always been on the kind of business development strategy side of things, uh, revenue side of things. Uh, but from the, the point on, uh, you know, kind of after Mojiva um, uh, and, and Motion Mobile, which are mobile ad companies. Uh, we had a couple of smaller projects that we incubated over the years, uh, but in 2014, 15, um, we started a company called Unreal, which was a direct-to-consumer, you know, video publishing platform uh, that felt that there was going to be an incredible uh, kind of opportunity um, for content owners to do their own distribution. So that's kind of how we got into the video space and um, obviously saw the rise of kind of cord cutting accelerating around the world. And so spent some time building, uh, building that business, uh, which, uh, was a, you know, which had its, uh, which was acquired and then more recently acquired again. Um, we could talk through that a little bit later. That's all part of the, the journey to replay. Um, and, uh, 
got fascinated, uh, you know, with Web3, you know, while I've been kind of an, an investor for a while, really fascinated by the prospects of building a business in the space, um, you know, maybe eight, nine months ago, started taking it seriously. Took a while to convince Chris to take it seriously. Uh, but once he started, uh, we, we were kind of all in and, and, and moving forward. So, um, so, yeah. so, so I gotta, so I gotta ask on, on that. Um, clearly you guys were, were web two, you know, you, you were, um, you know, right there at the birth of, of web two, kind of trying to figure out the same, same feelings of, um, you know, where are we, what's the technology going to be? I mean, when the iPhone came out, um, you know, it's hard to imagine today, but we were like, oh my God, did they put a touchscreen on that thing? Like, why would they do? Oh my God, why? There's no buttons. Yeah. I mean, it really was like, it was that like hurtful. Like they, I mean, listen, they, they do a lot of weird things, but that was like the first time that we're like, don't they care about us? Like, why would they make that phone? I mean, now, um, so, so, but are you seeing that any of the same symbiotic things right now? Uh, between Web two and kind of where we are, where we sit in Web three, where like I'm sitting here with these like stupid you know hardware wallet yeah. things, going like, why, why, yeah. why are we working so hard to make this work? Right. Um, I, I think that you know I think in 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 uh, that previous wave, um, you know we were thinking a lot about advertising and digital advertising. And then, um, you know, mobile came up as an opportunity and, and, you know, very quickly it morphed from, you know, are we monetizing these kind of, uh, I don't know if you remember, they were you know called WAP pages at the time, right? I mean, there were mobile, oh, yeah. mobile web pages that needed to be monetized. And, you know, the, the experience was just horrible for everyone involved. Um, and then you saw the mobile games industry kind of emerge, which is actually really interesting because it's obviously games that are really driving a lot of Web3 activity again. Uh, but once mobile apps were really embraced, I think after that first launch of the iPhone with, you know, 500 apps and realizing that these were going to, have to become businesses and going to have to build a revenue model that's sustainable. Um, you know, that's kind of when we leaned in, uh, obviously and, and figured out our path and building, you know, um, you know, uh, in-app ads and, and, and all that kind of stuff to, to support a, a healthy monetization ecosystem. And I think the same thing is happening now. I mean, you know, Kedrick, you might have an interesting point of view on this as kind of a, a leader in the, in the DeFi space, but you kind of have, um, you know, this whole set of early adopters, and now you have lots and lots of really crazy and interesting ideas emerging around Web3, um, but you're going to have to find ways to build sustainable businesses. And we're just trying to, with Replay, we're trying to carve off a very specific niche that we think we have a pretty good understanding of. And apply, you know, how you would build a business there. You know, um, further to that point, I mean, I think it's just again, it's you know, mobile uh, was a no man's land in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Everyone said every next year was going to be the year of mobile, um, and um, you know that you know that was kind of uh, a really interesting time to to just experiment and try new ideas. And then the industry that we know today is now, you know, I don't know at this point, hundreds of billions of dollars worth of. Uh, uh, worth of advertising that flows through those pipes today. And I think web, you know, uh, web three, I would say the only, com- you know, comparison, I guess, uh, that, that I can draw to it is it feels like no man's land all over again, the wild west. Every idea is being tried. Um, and every idea will try. It feels like it's happening faster now. Maybe it's because there's more social media to amplify it, but, um, it's just rapid 
experimentation. It's super, super exciting, I think, for anyone that's an entrepreneur. I, I'm glad to hear you talk about the speed of which. Um, you know, I, I went full time last year in the space. And I, at this point, I, I feel like, you know, it's been about five years. Yeah. Like I, I've never seen any asset class that moves at this speed. And anyone who, who sits there and says, oh, well, you haven't seen this or that, like you get weekends, you get nights, like this thing never sleeps. Right. It never stops, you know, and, and it's, it's, right. it's, it's scary when you step away from a project in this space for a couple of days. And that's kind of uh, oh yeah. I mean, it, it it the world dynamically changes. But but but, Krish, nice to meet you, sir. Yes, I'm nice gl- I'm glad that he was able to convince you. Uh, not you know, yes. we'll, we'll see where the future leads. But but certainly, uh, you know, welcome to the game. Yeah, thank you, thank you, and thank you for having us. And it's it's really a, an honor, and it is my first time as well. Uh, of being in a podcast. So um, it's a good experience, I would say. Um, so, so a little bit of myself, and I will explain why Dan took a bit to convince me also. Uh, <laughs> uh, but so my bag, so I've been, uh, I, like Dan mentioned, I've been an entrepreneur since the beginning. I mean, ever since I graduated, I, there's nothing else that I could think of but to start my own thing and follow my passion. Uh, I feel like that was, that's what drives me as a, as a human being. And, you know, just, that's what drives me in, in life. So uh, our first company together was Majiva and my background is more on the engineering side and more on the technology side. So um, at that time I used to program in like, and code in like 15 different programming languages. I was pretty fascinated by coding. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and I was able to kind of build, I was excited to build like the initial products, uh, and, and kind of really disrupt the market. Uh, and I feel like, you know, as Dan mentioned, when we got in, the iPhone just came out, it was a kind of exhilarating to kind of build something that like, or create something that never existed before or, you know, and that's what it kind of really drives me. So I've, I've, I've held on to kind of CTO and chief of product roles uh, at Majiva at Motion and then over at Unreal as well, more on the CTO side, um, just kind of architecting and building products from core. I feel like I have a knack for kind of visualizing what I want to build and and really act upon it. Um, so, so that's, so that's what I, that's what, uh, you know, that's what I, I like to do. Uh, and, and with blockchain and web three, uh, you know, obviously we all kind of, I mean, I feel like I invested a little bit, you know, back in 2013, uh, in Bitcoin, but that was it. Like I never really paid attention to it. Uh, being an engineer, I mean, it's, it, 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 it's hard to kind of keep track of so many new technologies that are coming in and stacks and things like that. So you're just kind of, you know, focused on what you're doing and you don't really pay attention to the others. Um, and you know, it was fascinating for sure. Uh, but I've never really had a chance to really look at it. Uh, Dan talked about it for years, actually. It was not even for, for the last nine months. It was for years. It's like, you got to think about what we're going to do in this space. Crypto and <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, I was like, yeah, I know it's just a thing. It's just like what people talk about. And this was, you know, a few years ago, obviously. Um, and, and then, you know, obviously, uh, I would say nine months ago when, when we really got serious into it. And the reason why we got serious into it was I started at least finally taking a breather and like learning about the inner workings of, of the, on the engineering side of blockchain. And I was truly fascinated by it. just from, you know, 
just from, you know, I started getting into the history of it and I started getting into why it was conceptualized and, you know, how the, how it was actually engineered uh, to be decentralized from the get go. Um, just kind of reinvented like what I thought about technology in general. Um, so I really got, really got passionate about it and I started diving deeper. And then that's when I reached out back to Dan and said, Dan, we gotta, we gotta really embrace this. I think this is a calling on, uh, you know, the, the applications are endless, but, you know, obviously what we bring to the table and our experience in the, in the monetization and the video space really brought us together, uh, with replay. And, and, and we look forward to talking more about it. In the no, I, I love hearing that. And, and it's one of those things that when it clicks, it, everything changes. Yeah. And, and I, I, I had just yesterday a, 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 a web two, you know, product development um, specialist that was in my office and he's like, here's my new project. Here's what I'm building. And, and gorgeous, beautiful is absolutely fabulous. And 90% of it is rolling through S3 and, and various Amazon right. services. And I said, I, it, it's a dead, it's just dead. You're because any, at any point they can sure. decide they no longer like your business model. They no longer want this portion of your clientele or a country can quite simply say, we're not into it anymore. And that, that's a dynamic change. And so when you see that, that click and you go, well, why do I have all this when I can do 10 times more over here and I don't have to ask permission yep. mm-hmm. from anyone? If someone uses it, if somebody exactly. likes it, they'll use it. If they don't, then they'll go somewhere else. So yes. I love I love hearing it. And then we got a... Uh, oh, did you have something else? No, I was, I was, I was going to... I was, I was agreeing with you and that's exactly what got me fascinated because everything we were doing from like, you know, from product development versus like storage, uh, streaming, uh, you know, how, how, how you communicate, like everything, you know, can be disrupted. <laughs> right. So, and, and it kind of, uh, had, I had almost this adrenaline, like, uh, oh my gosh, like, uh, it's just, uh, that's why I was like, we need to embrace this fully. But yeah, anyways, no, no, I, 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 I just agree. love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> uh, Kedrick, sir, how are you doing? Good. Jay. How are you, man? Good. I, I will throw the disclosure out. I do know Kedrick very well. He runs uh, DeFi Masterclass, which a uh, majority of our members have gone through, and he gets incredibly high remarks uh, for his knowledge of, of the DeFi space, overall uh, cryptocurrencies and blockchains. Um, that being said, uh, that, that's as much of the relationship as we have, and uh, good to see you, sir. Yeah, thanks very much, man. Appreciate it. Um, so yeah, so, uh, uh, so I'm, a, I'm a close advisor uh, for Replay. Um, and uh, you know, I got, uh, so kind of, I know the guys from back in, in Mojiva days. So, you know, kind of 2008, 2009, uh, is when I actually met them for the first time. Um, actually, I think you guys are doing a talk at like a Dolby digital, uh, uh, uh thing. And I, I think I, I went to introduce myself, but well, I was actually at a partner company, uh, called Somato at the time, which is different, uh, mobile advertising network. And, and, uh, we ended up partnering, doing a lot of business together, uh, ended up, kind of join, uh, you know, forming a friendship with the guys and, and saw how well they executed and saw how, uh, quickly they were able to grow Mojiva into a, a, a quite successful company in the space and a real, a real powerhouse. And so, um, you know, I've, I've always been, uh, you know, whenever you come across entrepreneurs that can execute and actually pull things off, it always catches your attention. And, you know, and so inevitably I, and we've, we've kind of been friendly and, and, and kind of kept up to date, uh, for some time. Um, and, uh, you know, when they, when they, uh, when they came to me and, and kind of shared the concept, I was like, I said two things. I said, um, you'd be crazy not to do this. And two, can I invest? Um, because I, I, you know, when you have the, the, 
mixture of different components of, you know, team and, and I won't get into it, but why I think this is an interesting uh, opportunity. Um, it's a, uh, uh, it, it, it's for me, at least it was a no brainer. Um, and so kind of a little bit more on, on, on background. So appreciate the introduction, Jay. Yeah. We're, so, uh, I'm a co-founder of, of DeFi masterclass and we, uh, have live cohort based learning where we teach people about decentralized finance and yield farming and, and really DeFi, by the way, is a subset of web three. Um, and so, uh, you know, I'm fascinated by this kind of decentralized value creation, something that we talk about in the class. Um, and, uh, that's been uh, really great and, and, um, and, and, uh, an awesome platform to help bring people into this space. Um, prior to DeFi masterclass, uh, I was co-founder of a, a company called unblockable, um, which, uh, was kind of a, uh, well, our, our shtick was we were trying to be able to bring sports memorabilia onto the blockchain. So, you know, a, a, a Tom Brady card, uh, brought onto the blockchain. Um, and, and utilizing kind of that dynamic coupled with kind of the functionality trying to build in functionality behind the NFTs, which I think is really, really the future of this stuff, um, uh, was kind of our, our inspiration for that. And that was back in 2018. We ended up raising, uh, some venture money for it. And, um, and we were, uh, kind of the, the, uh, you, you, you mentioned kind of failure stories. Well, I guess I'll, I'll mention a failure story right now. So, uh, we were, um, going, so we had, a, a lot of, prominent advisors, former athletes on our actual team, uh, you know, very prominent, uh, sports, uh, uh, advisors. And we were going head to head with, uh, Dapper Labs for the, uh, it was us and Dapper Labs for the, um, for the NBA licensing rights. Uh, they got the deal good for them. Uh, and they rolled out NBA top shots and, and, you know, I think they're, they've been wildly successful with that obviously. Um, but, uh, but, uh, you know, Horseshoes and hand grenades, right? That's that's yeah. I, I don't count that as a failure, man. That's that. At least you were you had the chance. I mean, at yeah. least you had the foresight. And so you know, here you are. And and you know, again, it's it's never a matter of um, you know the 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 risks you take. It's the one you don't. Yeah. Well, what what I really appreciated about that is is it it really opened up my eyes to the possibilities of NFTs and and how NFTs are. Um, and, and one of the reasons why I'm so excited about what Replay is do, doing in terms of their utilization of NFTs and how the NFTs are so much more than I mean, we're so excited because we have art NFTs. And that is super cool. And I think that's super compelling. But NFTs are a container. We haven't even fully imagined what is how this technology is going to be uh, uh uh, implemented. And some of the stuff that these guys are, are doing around NFTs um, is, is one of the reasons why I'm so excited about this, because I think it's a, you know, we're talking about decentralized value creation, disrupting old businesses. NFTs are a key component on being able to make that future a reality. And so, um, you know, with that, I, I'll, 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 I'll stop talking, but that's kind of, you know, at least a, a sample. No, of Kedrick, one thing we can add to your background is that you might have actually been the person that got Krish over the edge. So, because I was, you know, we were, we were thinking hard about replay, um, but when we connected, when you, we both got to Austin um, and you got Krish on the phone, I think that helped push him over the edge. So we'll we'll add that to your background from now on. Thanks, appreciate it. Yeah. Perfect. So as we move into the next section, and and what we, I really want to dive into replay and everything you've built, but but I want to preface for a few things because we do have a very wide range of, of of people in the audience. Give me your definition of an NFT. 
what what you think and, and Kedrick, you alluded to this, what do you think it should be? Because right now it's it's not yet been determined. So, you know, what what should what should this technology look like and how should it be defined? It's a for so I've thought about that, by the way. And it's a freaking hard question to answer, actually, surprisingly enough. Um, That's why I'm asking reason, it. The reason why it's so hard to answer is this technology is um, so ubiquitous in terms of its application to different ways that the economy can function um, that uh, it's hard to really anchor on on one. Oh, it's this, it's that. I, I, the best way I can think of it is, is it's just a container. It's a container for anything that's – and it's – I hate to be so kind of like simplistic about it, but it's it's such a a, uh, a a tool that will be utilized in such ways. It's anything. It's a container for anything that that is not fungible. So assets that are not fungible, right? Reputation that's not fungible. Like all these things that you haven't even imagined get kind of put into this container and and allow for the individual to be able to gain a lot of power. Um, because of the fact that, so we're talking again, and I sound like a broken record, like decentralized value creation, decentralized participation, this kind of new world of Web3. And the NFT is the horse that we're riding on into that new future. Okay, so that's in the, the application is just wide, wide ranging. So let me, that's kind of my perspective on it because it's a really tricky question to answer. Yeah. I mean, my, my view, I mean, and mine is probably a more simplistic view because I don't have as, as deep a DeFi background. I mean, it's an easily exchangeable proof of ownership, right? That can be, in in our view, in the way, at least we're thinking about it with Replay, that can be fractured into many, many pieces. So it allows the ability for any one person or group of people to own something together and act upon it. And I think that is where... All, you know, many, many interesting use cases are imagined, right? So I truly, and, and again, I mean, this is, you know, when Kedrick first told me about Unlockable, uh, several years ago, when he, when he dove off on that, it, it drove off on that adventure, obviously years before anyone understood NBA Top Shot, um, I, and, and not being a sports memorabilia collector myself, I simply did not understand it, right? Um, and then, and, and, um, you know, but I, I understood that Kedrick understood it and believed believed in that. Um, and then even looking at the earliest days of Top Shot, you know, you, you know, when that started to come to market and get some adoption, you you started to understand. Okay, like if I really believe in something, this is a new way to own it. And then you look at kind of the the evolution of some of the ideas that are being uh, you know born and created now. And, and and for me, it's like okay, so I get it now. With this thing, lots of us can buy things together, own it together. I can trade in and out of it when and, and where I feel like it. I could do it anonymously or not anonymously. So it, it just open for me. It's an easily exchangeable proof of ownership. I think that's kind of how love it. Love it. Love it. Chris, did you want to tack anything onto that, or you feel good? Yeah. I wanted. I wanted to add a few things, like just from my perspective. Like I look at it as more of a. Yeah, I obviously I agree with Kedrick and Dan, but I look at it more of as a, an authentication mechanism, right? Uh, right. It's like, it's like, it's to expand on that proof of ownership concept, right? So obviously today, you know, you have a Facebook login or login with Facebook, login with uh, whatever LinkedIn, right? When you're, log- you know, when you're going into different applications that prove that you are actually an authenticated member. But they're all, you know, obviously authenticated by a central authority. And in this case, it's, uh, it's something that everybody kind of just trusts but don't trust. Like it's, it's decent, it's decentralized, right? That, yes, this guy is the true owner of this 
thing, right? And he's allowed to access whatever uh, they need to access, right? Or whatever benefits that they need to get. So I think that that proof of ownership authentication layer is what, what I look at NFT as, right? And, and it's something that everybody agrees on, like mutual, the common, the common people agree that, you know, it is a trustless system of authentication. And, and I appreciate right. you guys humor me on this because a lot of times we have NFT projects that, that come on um, that don't have your level of expertise to to actually understand the underlying technology. So I wanted to take a second and really utilize that. Um, and I also want to throw out just another asterisk, which is NFT is a very overused word. Um, a lot of the yeah. these quote-unquote NFTs are actually not N. Uh, they're actually fungible tokens. Uh, they're still able to be manipulated mm-hmm. and, and altered by, by the contract holder. And so I always like to be very clear that something's not non-fungible until everything is frozen and, and the contract of which allows that to be done. So, you know, as we talk through this, there's times that you can deploy an NFT in its wrapper and everything else, but be able to make changes based on updates to your system and everything else, which would, again, add some fungibility to it. Even if you still own it, it's still been deployed. Generally, we don't see that, but there's a lot of, of, um, you know, misinformation out there. And I I just want to make sure it's clear that, you know, whenever you're looking at any NFT or anything else, really understanding the base code of this is still really relevant because we're that early in the space. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That being said, let's hear about replay. For sure. For yeah. sure, for sure. Um, All right, guys. So um, replay, what, let's get, uh, you know, kind of the, the, the 30,000 foot view and then let's dive yeah, into the absolutely. details. Dan, Dan, are you good yeah, to start? Absolutely. So uh, yeah, replay is a content tracking and payment protocol um, that's powered by the blockchain. And, you know, just by way of background, I mean, we talked about uh, our previous experience uh, in, in the past, but, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if you're a cord cutter, a cord never, if you have a Roku at home an Android TV, or if you still subscribe to cable. So um, there are many people going through that evolution, uh, evolution today, but uh, the OTT world and the world of cord cutters is where we spent a lot of time uh, over the last five years. Um, and um, to think about, uh, yeah, just just basically uh, uh, that space and, and Jay, some of the things you, you mentioned earlier around, you know, building a business in someone's backyard. When we started our previous business on Real, um, content creators were... Um, you know, building giant businesses in YouTube's backyard, right? And risking being deplatformed, doing all of these other things. And, you know, uh, our, you know, kind of as we built, uh, an, you know, an OTT publishing platform, we've obviously over the years, uh, you know, helped power and create, you know, hundreds of streaming channels, dozens of streaming apps that ultimately were hitting, you know, kind of millions of consumers uh, across, across the board. Uh, but there was this kind of, common issue that occurred every single time any one of them wanted to launch and program their um, program their video library with content. Uh, it's like, what, what is this thing going to be about? Uh, it's the same, you know, kind of uh, uh, think about kind of the iPhone moment. You have 500 apps and then you have uh, a million, right? You're going to have many, many more apps and content containers for people to consume, but how do they ultimately get content uh, on there that's relevant to their audience? So... Um, we found that licensing content today comes oftentimes with very, very silly barriers, right? So um, it's, uh, you know, there are minimum payments up front. Um, if you, Chris, if you want to flip to the kind of uh, next slide, um, um, there are, min- you know, there are minimum payments. And um, really, at the end of the day, um, you know, what we find is 
oftentimes content owners aren't really being compensated uh, fairly because of a, a variety of uh, friction points and restrictions that exist in the space. Uh, Chris, do you want to talk through it a little bit? Yeah, yeah, let me talk through it. Yeah, so, so as Dan alluded earlier, effectively, when we when we're I mean, our our experience of launching streaming services uh, has yielded that you know when content owners license or when we license content from content owners, um, uh, there's a lot of friction around you know how that process actually works today. Um, there is literally no standard for act, you know delivering video and then recording revenue and royalty payments across the board. So, for example, if I take a movie from a, 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 a content distributor um, or, or a studio, license it, and publish it on my streaming service, that whole process end-to-end is very fragmented in terms of how much they're getting paid, how much, how, how, how often the users have act, uh, consumed the content, and what actually you know, needs to be accommodated, like who are the stakeholders that are involved uh, between the you know between the end user playback and then the actual content owner content being played. So today, um, a lot of it is rev share based uh, as well. Um, so when you know, obviously there are some licenses that we do that are upfront, and there's some that are on a monthly licensing kind of model when we're licensing movies. But predominantly, a lot of our li- a lot of our libraries that we've been working with in the past have been rev share based. And with RevShare based, I mean it's 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 frictionless. It's easy to, to work through that agreement, but it, you know to understand revenue attribution to consumption, and then con, you know paying the content owners what they truly deserve is a very yeah, very manual and maybe process. the core of it, the succinct um, version is you get paid six or nine months from yeah. now at best for a video play that occurs today. That's probably the best way to sum yeah. up the problem. And, and, and probably correct. through uh, a very large number of intermediaries yes, that, all take that will all ta- that will all that will all take exactly. their piece. They'll all take their piece, and more importantly, you don't have any visibility in kind of into like okay, like you know, I you know they you say that I've I've generated a million views um, and I've generated this much money, but there's no way for me to know that that is the actual number because you're you're basically relying on the numbers that you were provided with. Um, and today, big you know platforms and the way they work with content owners, I mean, they literally send them Excel sheets on a monthly basis or on a quarterly basis, right? Here's how much you, your content has been, you know, has performed, and here's how much money you're going to get paid, and then you might get paid in six months or nine months or whatever. So it's you know, of course, you know, content owners get into a cycle of you know. Uh, pay, like a payment cycle that they're okay or they're comfortable that they're kind of comfortable with, but it's still you know they're not really uh, they're kind of just like accepting the fact right now. Effectively, that's what's happening right now, and and we want to kind of you know we want to kind of take an attempt to solving this problem effectively with WePlay. So so I want to expand a little bit more. So today's process as a content creator is fairly complex. Obviously, YouTube makes it easy. You just go to YouTube, upload, you may, you know, the more users watch, you're going to get a check at the end of the month. I think they're, I think they're probably the most seamless in that sense. However, you don't have full visibility into like, if you truly are getting the revenue that you deserve, 
there's a few questions around that. I well, would say. And, and, and also, uh, yeah, and to add some color yeah. on there, it's not, it's not, that's not the only issue with a centralized service like YouTube. The, the issues is, is also, you know, will they allow it? Are they going to change the rules on you? Yes. Um, and, and yes. really playing, you know, with the number of things. So, so clearly the problem you're solving here is, is more than just, more than just a revenue than, stream. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it, it really is. It, it, we really want to, uh, we want to take the side of the content owner, the content creator and the consumers. And that's what we're trying to solve for or provide more visibility, more transparency. Mm-hmm. There, you know, obviously, I, outside of YouTube, you know, we work with a lot of content owners that are experimenting and actually not just experimenting, we actually do a lot of business with other streaming platforms out, outside of YouTube. And that process isn't isn't easy as well. Um, there's a lot of steps that need to take, you know, get an OBP, implement a pre-transporting framework. There's, I mean, I don't want to get into the technicalities, but I just want to show you that there's a lot of steps they need to take before actually getting their content uh, available for consumption on an end you know, yeah, direct consumer platform. And just um, just to, and, and to add one ready. one more thing is you 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 know as you mentioned there are lots of folks Jay that have their hands in, in the pot uh, right uh, across the way, and so um, our approach to this and I think um, you know Chris if you want to flip to the next slide you know our our approach to this yeah. is you know you want to create an ecosystem yeah. that levels the playing field and creates incentives. For all parties and all parties in, in, in the ecosystem we've imagined with replay are the content creators, the content consumers, right, um, and the content distributors. So we create a value exchange for all of those participants, and and um, the way that we are approaching it with replay is a content tracking and payment pro- uh, protocol uh, with its token, with its own token um, that sits on the blockchain. And the benefit, um, obviously, there is that you can track content usage and playback um, in real time on a distributed ledger. There's full transparency across basically any stakeholder um, as they license content and it gets delivered through this ecosystem. Um, it like massively simplifies the workflow, um, you know, for the the creator uh, or the content provider, whether it's the creator or just the content owner, um, and maybe most importantly. Um, are you know from a vision standpoint, it's it's agnostic, right? So it's offered as an SDK to any delivery platform, so that you can allow uh, content creators and consumers to ultimately drive the adoption of this thing through uh, throughout the content delivery ecosystem. Yeah, um, I do. I do want to mention one one important thing. Um, we've taken. It, 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 decentralization obviously is, is critical in all aspects. You know, there's tracking, there's payments, and there's actual streaming as well. But we've actually partnered with uh, a, a crypto platform called Theta Labs um, that's been around for the longest for, for a while uh, in in the industry, um, solving the aspect of decentralized streaming. So they're a, they're effectively a CDN on the blockchain. Um, and they've they've built applications for live and uh, video on demand as well. Um, so we actually uh, they're actually one of our early uh, partners uh, and backers uh, for Replay, and um, we are actually building this this uh, tracking platform on the Theta blockchain itself. So it's going to be offered as a TNT twenty uh, token, uh, and, and I think it was very important to be in that ecosystem where. You know, we're able to offer kind of that decentralized streaming aspect 
and adding the replay layer, which is the tracking and payments protocol for licensing content. TNT twenty. What? Um, what? Uh, I, it's it's yeah. It's it's just a it's it's an it's an ERC twenty type um, token, but it's on the Theta blockchain. Theta blockchain is also Ethereum uh, Ethereum. Uh, okay. Fork. So, so, so Ethereum based, but you're but you're on a fork. Um, hopefully, yeah. hopefully that's helping you a little bit with gas fees. It helps significantly with, with gas fees, um, and and Theta is the core. I would say the main net blockchain uh, for our tracking technology, yeah. and it also uh, enables us to be in that in that ecosystem of content delivery, which is what we're going for. And we work with a similar amount of similar clients and. You know, we want to offer this as a as a joint kind of a, a solution, right? To to effectively streamline what I have as the next slide is to effectively streamline the whole workflow, right? We want to be able to go to a work with content owners studios, and be like, hey, like we want to get your content on the decentralized world, both on the streaming side, on the payments and tracking side, and then enable dis- distribution across different you know, direct-to-consumer or other platforms, and more importantly, solve the tracking and the payments, like, workflow, right? They, we want to give them full transparency. They'll be able to see everything, uh, right, because we record the consumption on the blockchain, on the ledger, and we also, in real-time, transact, um, you know, usage, consumption-based users. Distributors are going to be able to pay the content creators, the consumers, all the stakeholders in real-time. So we're trying to take that approach to really solve the core issue by offering a kind of a, an end-to-end um, solution in the market. So, so real quick, just as a as a pause there, there you, you very clear uh, direction, very clear you know mission. Where where are you at today? Where where is this? Is it have you written the code? Or are you where are we at? Yes. Yeah, so, so we're so right now we're we're in the process we're we're in the process of so we've written the wrapper technology. Um, code, uh, and we're in the process of it applying the um, public, um, sorry, the mainnet blockchain, which is the Theta mm-hmm. blockchain, and we're hoping to launch um, in mid-March is our kind of target dead, uh, target goal to launch the protocol. Um, and the way we're doing it is, uh, that actually leads to our next point, the way we're doing it is obviously replays a it's such a it's a technical protocol. It's an SDK. It's an API. But the way we want to demonstrate it is, um, we want to launch our own content distribution platform to be able to de- de- uh, to be able to showcase end to end an end user um, experience. Right. So we want to be able to. We've already licensed and partnered with studios and content partners in the industry just by way of our experience and our our. Our, um, um, our relationships that we've uh, acquired in the, in the past five years. Um, and we want to be able to build, uh, build replay now that would be offered across, across all, you know, TV, mobile, desktop. And it would be a very simple, easy to use now, um, uh, streaming, you know, just a t- traditional movie, TV show, episodic kind of view playback, uh, also with live linear channels. But the idea is that everything is going to be um, powered by replace core wrapper technology. Um, so, so that way we're able to kind of demonstrate, you know, how this protocol actually works in live. The live in, in like environment, the, where environment. we can tune our- and begin to understand all yeah. the incentives required to make the 
and work for um, exactly. other distributors, right? And, and gotcha. Exactly. Our goal is to have it adopted by every content distribution platform out there. We want to prove it with kind of our own. And the way we're doing it for our own is, is kind of our previous company, Power, which recently got acquired. We effectively, you know, the, um, it's a it's a white label streaming stack which allows us to build uh, streaming services very quickly. So that was a stack that I built, uh, my team built with Dan. Um, we wanted we want we are, we're partnering with them um, uh, with Power now BitCentral, uh, effectively to to build out Replay now, incorporating Replay's core technology, the tracking technology on the blockchain, and offer that as a as an end to end consumer. Uh, direct-to-consumer streaming service. So, so this is, I mean, clearly video streaming is is mainstream. It, it, we do it all day long. Yeah. We're doing it right now. Um, what when you're what's what's your stack currently look like? Because there's a lot of things that blockchain can do, and there's a lot of things that it can't mm-hmm. do. And and storing large yes. volumes of streaming data is just not one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 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 streaming data is actually all handled by Theta. So Theta, that's why we partnered with them and we're so close with them. So Theta is kind of our, our uh, streaming platform. So all our content that we ingest in our platform and transcode into the appropriate renditions, everything is done by Theta and is hosted on the peer-to-peer edge network that Theta offers. Where our blockchain piece comes in is the wrapper technology, specifically this part right here. The, the, right here, like okay. this part right here. This is our replace core wrapper. All we do is we wrap uh, all digital streams that are coming out of Theta with our tracker. It's literally a simple tracker. And all it is is it calculates, you know, how, mu- how much a user has actually consumed and who they are, who the consumer is, who the content distributor is, and who the content owner is. And we know each of their kind of wallets, I guess you can say, and we effectively distribute uh, the, 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 the key, currency. The, the key uh, point the, um, to the highlight platform. there, and, and Chris, sorry for, for, for interrupting, apologies for that, but, but the key thing there is, yeah. and, and, and this is the, the core piece of replay that you know got us excited, and I, I think got Kedrick excited too, was mm-hmm. if you can track a piece of content accurately and, and then uh, ultimately you know ha- create an entire mm-hmm. ecosystem built on you know, usage based. You know, usage based consumption of content. Like, if you think about it in the uh, in the OTT ecosystem at large, you have you know tons of ad supported services, and then you have tons of subscription services. And people are already talking about, I've got too many of these things to figure. Like, you know, um, how how do you introduce a usage based model? Right? Like, people get really really frustrated, and they turn subscriptions on and off, and they share passwords, and there's all these kind of crazy problems. On the consumer side and on the content creator side, you have um, this whole different set of problems, which is, do I want to put my stuff exclusively in one place for many, many years for some upfront payment, which I don't really understand well enough, or do I want to put it everywhere on a rev share basis and hope I'm being paid fairly? So we view the protocol as the intersection of those two things, of the kind of content creation creator's frustration in how to manage their business and the consumer frustration of like, do I want ads or do I want subscriptions? There must be some better middle middle road, right? That's where those things meet. Um, but what's really great is if you can track that usage appropriately, then you can kind of birth all these really innovative models. Um, and I think, you know, I think we have kind of our, our next slide on it, but 
really, um, you know, the goal again, you know, is to go to market with a general market streaming service that showcases great content and is on par with many things you see out there. But the difference is you have incentives for the consumer as well as the creator and the distributor that are tied to the usage of these pieces of content. And in the beginning, like we're talking simple stuff, like we talked about NFTs earlier in our conversation here. Um, there's, you know, opportunities as, as Chris alluded to, to create like, uh, authentication, right? So access to content, um, you know, NFTs might be able to do things like turn off ads or never have to watch an ad right in their life. If they're a holder of an NFT, uh, on this platform, you can do all sorts of things. You can incentivize people to create playlists for in- instance, and, um, and, and incentivize, uh, the curation of content in new and interesting ways. Um, and the thing that I'm personally most excited about, um, you know, outside of gating and some of maybe the very obvious NFT concepts we've all seen, um, are kind of, uh, this concept of, uh, SNFTs, right? So, um, in our world, we think that if you can accurately and in a trustless way, uh, prove that a certain piece of content has been watched for a certain piece of time, an NFT holder might also be able to be compensated for the revenue that that content, uh, holder has. So, um, a studio might not have to sell its entire catalog or stock in its company, or an individual filmmaker doesn't have to sell, you know, 75% of their movie. They could maybe sell a lifetime royalty share of that movie, and we could interact with those things in new and different ways. That's what we're really excited about here. We think there's, um, you know, we, when we think of, of Replay, the content tracking and payment platform, we also think that we're basically building uh, a content economy that has completely new and, and emerging use cases that we probably haven't thought of yet. Um, but we're really excited. So, so when you're, you know, we're, we're listen, I love disruption to industries and this is one that definitely needs disruption because, you know, we're, we're, I, I mean, it went from like, great, we have Netflix to now, like last night I'm scrolling through my Apple TV and I, I was, I've been a cord cutter probably over probably over 15 years now. I mean, a long, long time, really early, just absolutely hate, you know, uh, terrestrial TV, but, but I'm, I, I'm apt yeah. out. I can't like, you know, I want to watch this show. Yeah. I got, I got to go have it's this app. I got to have this subscription. Yeah. It's, it, it's just, it's causing me to, I've watched, I actually, it's been great. I watch so much less TV because I just no longer can keep track of, <laughs> of bouncing back and forth in between these normal shows. So, so what are the, what are the, the big guys now? What, what are they saying? Oh, in, in, uh, from what point of view? How are they? Are they receptive to this idea? And you know, who's, yeah. who's kind of been your? Uh, your yeah. MVP so again, I mean, I think you know the the you know rather than try and sell. Um, so so I guess the way we we we've, we've approached this market is like rather than try and convince some large existing streaming service that has a large existing business um, that they need to change the way that they do things, um, we have to um, we have to kind of prove it out. Right, which is why we're launching our own service. Where we've been successful is in recruiting content creators, content owners, and distributors that are experiencing the problem and that are, you know, inherently inundated on a daily basis by the hundreds and thousands of apps and distributors out there that want to carry their content saying, How am I going to keep track of all this? Right. You know, you know, I charge some folks 500 bucks a month to access my content. I give it to others for free. Someone else offered me 20 grand. It's all over the place. 
So what we're saying is let us prove to you that this is something that's going to help. And and obviously the way that we envision helping them and, and, and why they ultimately buy into the pilot is we will do one thing that no one else does, which is pay them in real time in, in our play. Yeah. And, 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 and on average, a content owner or a library holder works with 25 plus different endpoints, you can say, right? And, you know, imagine the, the kind of the, the complexities and the effort required to keep track of, you know, payments and reporting and all of that stuff across these boards. So that, that's, that's the problem where that's the, I guess, the gap we're trying to solve for is kind of helping streamline the content owner side. Yes, you're, you're right. There are there are many different apps out there, and you know the, the content's kind of everywhere, and there's there's too much uh, too much going on. Um, but the the problem is, I, I think you know, I think there's still a problem. There's still a gap on the content owner side, on the reporting and the payment side that we want to tackle first. And software and our 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 economy, our our and our approach is to build a protocol that any um, streaming platform out there would embrace it. Uh, obviously, there's benefits for you know for uh, for embracing this protocol even on the streaming platform side. Um, you know, they're they're going to be having the ability to you know it, it's just going to be easier for them. Right, because um, they don't have to send out reports and manual tracking things and payments. I mean, that's like a whole audit that they're doing um, that they they can totally avoid because this technology would yeah. effectively and we think like, like anything else. I think you know consumers uh, I, and content holders have to drive this here, and so we're trying to kind of you know find the right incentives yeah. to align you know the content owners that are producing this stuff, the consumers that are watching it by paying them back effectively for their time. Um, and, uh, and then ultimately kind of introduce this new element of patrons and investors that can come in along the way and participate in the success. So I think, you know, if you get enough pressure from consumers to offer us- a usage-based model, or you find a place that offers a usage-based model, those consumers that have an interest in that will go there. On the other side, if you have enough pressure from content creators that want to get paid in a more transparent and a real-time way, They'll put pressure on other places to adopt the standard. Um, and then obviously there is, you know, included in our tokenomics and all that, uh, that kind of part of, of the work that we're doing and kind of trying to align the incentives, um, is the, uh, you know, kind of acquisition and incentive of, you know, two other existing services to bring them on board and building this brick by brick. So a, a quick question, and this is, again, for, for my own education. You, you guys have clearly done this before in a Web2 sense. So you, uh, you understand the metrics of this. You understand the economics of this much better than I do. My, my question in and around this is, you know, the, the economical engine behind content is, is, a, is not the only reason why someone chooses a streaming service or someone utilizes one service yeah. over the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and while I'm unfamiliar with Theta's you know, streaming platform and what they're able to do, are they able to deliver on-demand, on-demand content that matches a current CDN you know, right now um, type experience of, of delivering 4K content mm-hmm. anywhere in the world anytime? Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's their that's their mission statement. That's their core. Absolutely, yeah. Can, can they do yeah, it yeah. in March when you launch? Yes. 
Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, yes, okay. they can, and that's the idea. Yeah, and they already are well established. They've been in the, they've been doing this for almost five years now. They're pretty um, well established CDN, and obviously continuously making improvements okay. to their stack. Yeah. Um, but they do it for live uh, today. They do it for VOD on demand, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna incorporate that into our into our protocol for sure. If if we are the ones to delivering the streams, our our technology works with really any stream. Um, right. We're, we're, obviously, um, uh, agnostic, right. Uh, we can take a stream from a content owner that's 4k, um, that doesn't have to be theta. We can, but you know, if we were the ones hosting and delivering in a truly decentralized way, we would offer the theta plus replay package, uh, and effectively deliver. So, so as a decentralized protocol, um, in an industry that I, I, hate bringing up the word, how are you going to deal with piracy? Yeah. Yeah, actually, so it's, it's actually pretty awesome that you brought it up. And that's what fascinated me about, about Theta. I mean, they actually have a few patents around digital, uh, you know, similar to like a DRM, if you're familiar with that, uh, like digital rights management on kind of the Web2 world um, and a bridge to Web3 world using their blockchain. So there's elements of uh, encryption and there's elements of um, um, you know protection of the core blockchain offers that is super critical, especially when we are licensing content, licensing premium content on on our platform. Um, so yes, I mean that's why our partnership with Data is so important, is because we're able to offer that both the you know uh, protection, the encryption, the delivery, the decentralization. Tracking the payments all kind of in one simple package for the content owner, so they don't have to worry uh, too much about all of these complexities when it comes to delivering media on the internet. Just to just to add to that, I think one of the reasons why I'm also so excited about kind of um, what these guys uh, uh, have built is um, yes, the actual that I you know the the product itself is going to be top notch and will offer that uh, that comparable type experience in terms of viewing experience mm-hmm. along with really, I mean, the content that they've lined up already is super impressive, but simultaneously they're embracing the ethos of, of web three, which is this idea that, and you know, we t- we're, the guys are touching on it, but like the fact is they're looking at where are the different contributors to this ecosystem? Okay. Well, there's the content producers. Well, um, through uh, through their technology, they're going to be able to ensure that they're they're paid more effectively and have access to more distribution, easier, more seamless distribution. Unless you're if you're unless you're a very big content producer, distribution is still a pretty big challenge. Um, the viewers, you are adding value when you come and watch television or or watch content, uh, uh, and so you should be compensated accordingly. And so. You know, the fact that you are going to be paid in tokens to come and watch television is something that's that's you know pretty unique in terms of what's what else is offered there. And so, you know, again, embracing the web three ethos of like web two is not paying you, you're paying them. However, they're not recognizing the value that you add as a viewer. And so to be able to to one, enjoy amazing content while simultaneously getting paid for it uh, is pretty compelling. And I and I fully support their go to market. I mean, a lot of people would normally look at this and say, "Well, you're building this ecosystem, and then you've got this all free to pl- this this kind of direct to consumer component." But the fact is, 
you know, the guys kind of glance over it because they're so they've done this for so long. Uh, but that's effectively a layup for them because of the fact that they've already executed a successful business that's been acquired in the traditional Web two, you know, OTT space. Um, they're just incorporating and leveraging Web three crypto economics to solve some of the key problems that this industry has experienced. And so, you know, I, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty compelling go to market. And it's one of the reasons so, I'm so excited to be kind of involved with this project. Yeah, no, and, and I'm going to give you guys a couple of bonus points. Uh, to date, I've seen a single token, and and you know you have a variety of NFTs, which but you know again those are remain to be seen. But we're still back to you know a single token and really relatively simplistic. And and I've uh, listen, you guys know that this is coming to the space. It's clearly you know yeah. um, this is um, I, I've seen a number of these pitches. Yours is is you know just candidly the simplest and cleanest that I have seen. Um, I've seen some that have tried to incorporate some amazingly complex uh, DeFi protocols that even you, Kedrick, would probably be like, why? Why is there four different tokens? Why is there three different chains? Why is there, why, why? What do we, we don't need it to be like this. Um, so I really do give you guys, you know, the, 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 the first glance at this. It's, it is clean. Um, it's simplistic, you know. I you're relying on partners of, of Theta, and clearly they have a, a vision. And like I said, I, I'm my own ignorance of that chain is is not a uh, any reflection of this project overall. Um, but but I, I really want to make sure you guys can hear that that this is a a very clean go to market strategy done by an experienced team. Where's where's the where's kind of right now the 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 unknowns? I mean, clearly we're we're early. Um, you know, this is, this is not something that's, that's going to take over the world, you know, tomorrow. I'm sure you'd love it if it did, but, um, adoption is, is going to take time and understandings and the chains still mm-hmm. need to be built out and flushed out. How many, no- how many nodes is, is Theta running right now? Do we know? So they have a hundred thousand plus nodes okay. now. They call them the, edge, the similar edge nodes. Um, yeah, and they have partnerships with some of the traditional CDMs, you know, the prime Traditional CDNs yeah. as well. Okay. To so, they're, so they're doing a hybrid CDN so as well. They're doing like a hybrid CDN until they get fully kind of off, off okay. them. But I, I, which I believe, I, I, yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and in terms of unknowns, I mean, you're right. I mean, it's obviously you know we're embracing this. We're early. We do have experience building it in the Web two world, and we look at this as a Web like Web three bridge almost um, to to get us there. Um, you know, this whole concept of consumption-based, um, you know, payments. Yeah, that's that's, a, know, that's a real unknown, right? I mean, the, you've seen... That's yeah, a real unknown, but, okay. yeah. So whether it's... I, I would yeah, say yeah, we've ahead. seen, you know, kind of micropayments for editorial content on the web, right? That's rarely executed very well, right? So um, we're thinking through how you execute... Um, you know, kind of usage-based um, content. Um, obviously, I mean that 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 is truly an unknown. But we we think there's, uh, you know, we've often been early. You know, we've been early in other projects. Um, and and but I think that um, the actual necessity for that piece of it, kind of stemming back to what I spoke about earlier, that intersection of kind of ad fatigue, subscription fatigue. There's got to be a better way. I think there's a good amount of demand for that. Right. And so solving that and the best way we know how is, is again, bringing a strong general market content offering in front of people that says 
you get to watch this in this new way. And then we'll have to tweak and, and understand the incentives from there. But um, that's an unknown. Um, and I think it's, it's uh, you know, uh, that's probably the, the hurdle we'll have to, a hurdle we'll have to cross. Um, yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, I've got to ask the question because we've talked a lot about content creators. And, and I think the, the allurement has been a lot of, you know, uh, the, the big guys, the big players, the, the, the big production. Um, and, and you haven't touched on, you know, too much of the, the individual mm-hmm. content creator, uh, the podcaster, or in some cases, you know, mm-hmm. let, let's just go ahead and say, um, the porn industry, which, mm-hmm. which is clearly, you know, usually whoever, whoever they choose is the ultimate winner, Big right. Max versus VHS. Uh, do you, do you have any? Um, are you open to any and all industries, yeah. any and all creators, or are you? I think no. I think you have to be right. So so again, I mean, just going back, you know, five yeah. six years, I think you know we looked at deplatforming and demonetization happening on some of the big video aggregators, you know, out of the gate. Let alone the content type and just <laughs> not being welcome. Um, our you know, we, we, you know, we win or collectively our community wins if this is a standard that's adopted as a point of payment and a point of, uh, you know, an, an economy for incentivization, uh, for kind of these various legs of the stool, the investor, the creator, the distributor, um, uh, across all industries, right? And I think you're right. I, the, whatever the, the future video experience looks like that solves that kind of, you know, multi-app search thing. Like, I don't think any of us have imagined what that next thing is yet, or maybe some people have started to imagine it. Um, but it, you know, our goal is to provide the kind of payment platform of record for that space. Um, the experiences people build on top of it, you know, we want them to, to take what we're building and run with it. Yeah. Run with it. Love it. Love it. You know, clearly you guys have developed this code and, and this is not, not a first time project, not even a second time project. This is your mature team at this point. You understand the industry, you understand the resources, but, but you do have a new partner in this and that's Theta. Um, and, and they are really, again, an emerging player in, in a very large field, just like yourselves. So, so tell me about kind of what you know about where they're at and, and what their plans are kind of in the, yeah, in the yeah, yeah. for sure. Future. So, you know, at a high level, um, you know, Theta is, you know, they're a next generation video and entertainment blockchain. Um, they're basically building a decentralized live streaming platform. And, and so, you know, early days of, uh, of, of this project, right, or, or the very beginning of this project, we looked at, you know, who are the folks that are in this space that are building interesting things that, you know, either look like what we're doing or, you know, kind of, or can support what we're doing. And, and, um, so we, we reached out to them, um, because it kind of, you know, as, as Chris alluded to earlier, we wanted kind of, a you know, uh, web three native, uh, product and, and to embrace as much as we, we, we could of the space. And so, um, you know, they've been kind of a really great early partner. Um, they recently launched Theta Drop, their NFT marketplace, uh, with like, you know, crazy partners like World Poker Tour and Katy Perry and, Juke and media. So there's some really big players in the content space that are embracing a partnership with them. And their, their point of view, um, you know, not, not to speak for them, you know, but you know, their point of view is, um, they're making it possible to decentralize video streaming. Um, and they've created a system that incentivizes, um, consumers for becoming nodes and, and participating in their network. Um, and so our view is we, um, can build our content tracking and payment protocol in partnership with them and effectively become their preferred, uh, 
method of content tracking and payment. Um, so that's a partnership we're excited to announce and, and, um, uh, you know, there'll be, a uh, uh, you know, supporting our, uh, the project, um, as investors as well. Yeah. And then that's when we were also building our, uh, as I mentioned before, we were also building our, our protocol on top of their block, their core mainnet blockchain as a TNT 20 token. Um, so we're, we're pretty, we're pretty excited about the partnership and, uh, I think it'll, I think the simplicity of coming together, the two companies, uh, the two projects rather, uh, will help the will help um, kind of fill the gaps that we're we're trying to do with content owners, consumers, and distributors. Our effective vision is to make that process simpler. I absolutely love it, love it, and and love hearing about again trying to solve a lot of these. These are problems for not just the, yeah. the content creators and the viewers, but I mean, you're talking about every actor. Um, actress, yeah. uh, you know, kind of playwright that, that's involved here. It's an entire industry-related issue um, that if you guys can at least get a good foothold in here, could could lead to some very positive changes. So I applaud you uh, for tackling so. this and, and, and looking at it from uh, a different Thanks. perspective yeah, than just yes. ads. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we've got um, a lot of ads. We, I think I, I guess, really. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, we're, we're not going to go down there before this thing degrades. But that being said, what else are you guys seeing? You're, you're clearly, you know, Web three geeks. You're, you're, you're in around some new technologies. You're spending time in the space. Um, what, what are you guys? What are you guys excited about right now? Uh, it's a good. It's a good. I, I mean, I'll give it you. You know, uh, from the point of view of like just this space happening, right? I mean, I, I think specifically, you know, I've seen some really, really cool projects in Web three and video, right? I think. Uh, there's a group out there. I don't know if you've seen it in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I think they launched on Christmas called uh, Blockbuster Dow, which is aiming to buy the Blockbuster brand uh, from Dish um, and uh, bring that ba- brand back to life. I've been fortunate to be, um, you know, in close contact uh, with that group uh, since the beginning, and um, you know they've partnered, you know, partnered and done things with another group called uh, Film, uh, the Film Dow, which is you know basically incubating content creation using NFTs, like. This space is, is going to happen, uh, and and it's just interesting how many uh, projects have come to life around using Web three to fund creativity, particularly in the video space. So I'm trying to get involved in, in as many of those as possible and keep track of it. And I'm having a hard time just keeping track of those that are in, in this space that are relevant um, to us. Um, uh, but I, but uh, yeah, I, I'm really fascinated by all the folks that are buying IP using NFTs as a tool to raise capital. It's it's, it's really really uh, interesting to me. Yeah, very cool. Chris, what what you seeing that you like? Yeah, I, I you know I lo- actually but, uh, obviously fascinated by the technology itself, and you know working on replay, I get to truly experience it from the from the core. I would say as an engineer, so I'm, I'm excited to dive in. So like I already dove in quite a bit. Um, you know, I'm also you know the, all these DAOs that you know Dan mentioned earlier. Uh, you know, I've been curious about that. I haven't really understood it uh, too well. Like, what is how a run organization? Yeah. Like, how does that? I mean. I've, how will, how will it run effectively? Who's running it? Who? What? Yeah, I'm. I'm a little. I'm. I'm. You know. I'm skeptical, but I'm also kind of. Uh, you know. Uh, you know. Uh, what do you call? Uh, what's the right word? <laughs> you know. I'm trying to see if that Better is going to be something that would take over I, I, or actually be successful. 
Yeah, I, listen, I, I can I can only yeah, say I've got a team of a dozen people that work on this twenty four seven. Dow's, you know, okay. it, both of you guys now we clearly yeah. are, are seeing yeah. we're going to see the year of the Dow. We had the ICO year, I the NFT so, yeah. year. I think the year of the Dow is coming. Um, and and yeah. and you know, to be clear, the technology isn't the problem. <laughs> it's right. it's 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 and, the jail exactly. time that right. comes with <laughs> illegally <laughs> raising funds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So hence, hence a lot of the, uh, yeah. the anons yeah. that are working in the space right now, but, it, but, but, yeah. you know, it, it will, I, I have, I will say 100%, mm-hmm. um, tokenization of investment vehicles is the future. Yeah. Um, there's just is, no yeah. reason to, to continue the, the, you know, the swift system just has to die. Like it is the, 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 yeah. the fact that our current economic model is, was designed over a hundred years ago, um, is, is really painful to deal with today. So I, I absolutely agree with both of you guys. But Kedrick, Mr. DeFi. Yeah. Well, how about something non-DeFi? So non-DeFi. Well, um, uh, well, I'm I'm uh, the cool thing of kind of teaching DeFi is I do have a, a purview into a lot of different projects that uh, are are looking at the space. And again, DeFi is a subset of Web three, so they're not. Um, of course, you know, uh, it, it's it's uh, and so. Um, uh, there's a few projects that are coming out, um, that are, uh, that are excited, I'm not able to talk about them yet, uh, but are, are kind of traditional businesses that are, let's say successful in a traditional sense, but are now looking at, at web three as a, as a way to, um, to compete more effectively. And I'll leave it at that in terms of what they're trying, what they're thinking through. And so it's cool to kind of be able to assist and, and think through that. Um, and there, I will, I will, I will add one project that is DeFi, uh, but it's it's kind of reaching into the real world a little bit. Um, uh, called uh, and it's I don't know a ton about it yet. I'm still learning, so you know maybe I'm talking out of my ass. But um, uh, Theo Petra is a really interesting project that is aiming towards trying to help um, people uh, buy houses, buy their homes more effectively, and utilizing. To um, lower the barrier uh, of, uh, of of home ownership and, and access to kind of long term housing for people, which That's I think awesome. is really cool and really exciting. So, you know, I, I I applaud those types of of protocols that are really trying to solve real world problems that are that are in some cases escape. You can't do it because you don't meet some arbitrary numbers thought up by somebody who does not know the personal situation and and, and also refuses to allow peer to peer lending there. Um, I really do hope, and I really do hope that, that in the United States, at least, um, that, that Congress and and our government will understand the, the powers of this technology and stop what they're doing today, which is trying to essentially ban or eliminate and push offshore uh, the, the developer teams and what whatnot around it. So I, I completely agree with you that it will change the world and, and home ownership should be something that's, that is at least achievable yep. um, by anyone willing to put in the work and, 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 and hard. And, and, and again, timelines shouldn't be set up by that. I mean, I, if someone's going to rent a, a home for, for 20 years, why can't that be, you know, if someone's willing to lease it for a lease to own, I think that that should be a, a peer-to-peer type network and, and, you know, lots of things around there. So um, DeFi is going to change the world. We, we all know that. 
I didn't think I was going to get an NFT project or anything out of you, Kedrick. So you, you held right on there. Guys, I got to tell you, it was a it was a fabulous interview. I'm really excited to see Replay launch. Um, that all being said, it, it, for people that are interested in reaching out, utilizing the product, investing in you guys. Yeah, so uh, website is Imagine Replay, right? ImagineReplay.com. And I think we're uh, live at hello at ImagineReplay.com. And I think the, those the, all the socials match, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine Replay at Discord and everything. Yeah, yeah, love it, guys. Love it. Well, thanks so much. Hang out here for a second, but we're going to go ahead and say goodbye to everyone else. Uh, thank you, Y Whales, and to anyone interested. That was replay, and I am uh, excited to hopefully get to some true streaming uh, without the dozen or two dozen apps that I'm currently dealing with today. So excited awesome. to see where the future of this goes, and and oh, first yeah. podcast for a few of you. So yes, thanks so thanks, much. For, Jay. Uh, really for appreciate that. it. Perfect. Why Whales was founded in 2021 by Jay Steinbach, a passionate entrepreneur and business owner with the purpose of bringing YPO and YNG members together in the cryptoverse. Why Whales is a collaborative and confidential community centered around cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology, an exclusive crypto hub of more than 600 members. To be notified when we release new content, please subscribe to our show in your preferred listening app. For more information, visit www.ywhales.com. YWhales is not affiliated with YPO, but at this time only allow for YPO, YPO Gold, and YNG members due to privacy and confidentiality. Support and production for today's episode was done by Truthwork Media. Nothing in the podcast constitutes professional and or financial advice, nor does any information on the podcast constitute a comprehensive or complete statement of the matters discussed or the law relating thereto.